0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ha ha, look who's
1: back! What is up, Foxborough fam? What a show we have lined up for you today. On six rings and football things, a cast of thousands, more guests than an entire season of a late night talk show, interviews, celebrities. It's actually just me and Hart from our respective fan caves doing the pod, getting you ready for Super Bowl 57 and talking about everything else pertinent to and on the mind of the local Mad Patriots fan. Hello, how are you? Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart here on the Six Rings Pod, brought to you by WEEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Today, a little Mac talk. What's the rush? Also, we're going to start our off-season positional breakdowns with the running backs, and we'll try to gauge our overall interest in the position and how the Patriots approach it during the 2023 off-season. And then, of course, what would we be and who would we be without a Big Game 57 breakdown? Because Lord knows you're not going to be able to make your bets and rock your props without hearing from a couple of humps in their late 40s who have no fighting interest in the game whatsoever, except having a good time and making some money. Hello, good morning, Andy Hart. What's on your mind, friend?
0: I'm not in my late 40s. I just want to correct Are you. Yes. Am I the senior
1: citizen of this production? Yes.
0: Wow. You're I don't act. Hoot. I don't look it. See those photos of me bouncing around the internet yesterday from Mike Reese looking young and chipper on the bleachers at Patriot's practice? Oh, yes, yes, I
1: did. A, a young you, like so full of dreams and yet still so chock full of anger. Uh, speaking of and, anger. So we're speaking do... of photos. You saw the shirtless one of me pretending to be Tom Brady, I'm sure, which I knew. wish I couldn't.
0: <laughs> wish I could unsee it. I, 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 I,
1: I mostly did that. I hesitated at first. Like, do I really need to parody the Tom Brady shirtless thirst trap? And then I was like, you know what? I need to, this needs to be
0: seen by accident by Andy Hart. Oh, I, I, I mostly did that. I know. And ah, come on. The thing I've, I thought I've, I've was been interesting. interesting. Is the way you covered yourself with a little shot glass, and it was plenty of room to spare. Oh, ha, <laughs>
1: ah, ha.
0: Waka, waka. Um,
1: your first shot of the day. All right, Andy, one thing. And listen, I understand it's a long offseason. The NFL, the Patriots, all 32 teams are responsible for staying on top of mind with their fan base, the general NFL adoring population. And during Super Bowl 57 week, holy macaroni on rye. Everybody has to try to fill waves, get clicks, Make the most out of the extended uh, Super Bowl Mardi Gras, if you will. And by the end of the week, everyone is just exhausted and out of talking points. And we just can't wait for the friggin' game to kick off. And locally, because the Patriots didn't make the playoffs, but we do believe there's enough talent on the team to perhaps with the coaching reconfiguration and the professional grown up approach the Patriots seem to be taking to this offseason, we think we're going to see strides made by this offense. And in particular, by one Mac Jones. I personally am expecting a much better third season out of Mac than his second season. Hell, I even think his numbers will far surpass his rookie season in the NFL. And one of the talking points that's come up this week has been the, is Mac Jones going to be worth 35 or $40 million a season to which I believe you say, I agree. We say, Hey, what's the rush? Why don't we just let the season play out? Why is everybody already trying to figure out if Mac Jones is more than a franchise quarterback, worth more than a fifth or a quarter of a billion dollar investment, what's the rush, guy?
0: Yeah, this has kind of annoyed me, and yet we will also embrace it. I think later in this discussion, but it's kind of annoyed me. Like I listen to our station, Adam Jones and and Mego, Christian Arkin, they were doing it. Then I click on NBC Sports Boston. I'm at last night, actually out at a Mexican restaurant. I look up and they're debating Phil Perry, Tom Curran in Arizona debating Mac and how much. And I'm like, what are we doing?
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, real quick, uh, when you go out to a Mexican restaurant with the family, do you show chips and salsa discipline? Because I can't no. go to Mexican restaurants. I have to get Mexican takeout. Because if I sit at the table, uh, I, like when they offer like unlimited chips and salsa, like I'm full before the meal.
0: Uh, Well, that's because you're not a real eater like me. Um, <laughs> but no, I'll tell you how undisciplined I am.
1: How undisciplined are you?
0: I've done multiple baskets of the chips and salsa, which mm-hmm. I did last night,
1: mm-hmm.
0: ordered nachos, eat those, and then eat my meal. It's unnecessary. It's are an animal. It's stupid, but I love it.
1: <laughs> no, but that's the way to go. And you know what you're doing? You are preparing for Super Bowl Sunday, the gluttonous day, like the day of professional eating. And mass consumption. So good on good on you. All right, yeah. anyway, I, di- I digress. Okay, so on <laughs> our now. station. They did it on NBC Sports Boston. You saw it last night whilst enjoying
0: a uh, a taqueria with the familia. See, si. it's a little annoying. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot annoying. And what I would comp it to is we do the same damn thing with the head coaching situation. Three or four years ago, Josh McDaniels is the coach in waiting. Why else do you think he turned down the Colts and came back? Oh, he's not the coach in waiting? Last year, well, Matt Patricia, if they're asking him to coach offense, he's already done contracts. Matt Pat- The Crafts love Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia's the coach in waiting. Oh, Matt Patricia stinks and may no longer even work for the organization. Now, Gerard Mayo is the coach in waiting. What are we doing? Why don't we just wait a little bit closer to actually needing a new coach? Because Bill Belichick seems like he's got plenty of vim and bigger vim whatever vigor all that crap vim and vigor but we would okay, have also accepted
1: vigor. piss and vigor piss yeah, and vigor, piss and vigor
0: my... whatever you want to call it bill belichick seems like he's going strong and yet we're focused on who's the next coach and now we're doing it with max contract and you know i brought up contract early in the process only to say i thought it was part of the overall onion of his his 2022 season and the pressure and the expectation and the career and all of it the frustration But to actually say right now, coming off a terrible season for him, the team, the offense, everything, Mm -hmm. just because you brought in Bill O'Brien to somehow say like, oh, well, let's talk about Mac and $40 million and $200. Why? Why don't we just wait till after this year, which is the first landmark, right? It's the first landmark towards, well, you're going to pick up that fifth year option. That'll be a consideration next spring. That's I don't know. For all I know, Mac's a backup quarterback by this time next year, right? Like, he could literally be a backup to Bailey Zappi. Uh, mean, that is a... And it, do it, I it's it? in
1: the realm of possibility. I don't think either of us believes that that will be the case, no. but that card is in the deck. That that option is available to us. Uh, but uh, it's largely because Mac had his sophomore season, his second kick at the can as a professional taken away from him. So now he's got to do the second season all over again in his third season. So... He was largely betrayed and beset by what happened last year with the Judge Patricia offensive play calling development cadre, whatever you want to refer to that shit show. And now he's got a lot of making up to do in just a short amount of time. I think both of us believe, and I think a lot of Pats fans believe, that the combination of Bill O'Brien, the staff he's assembling, a much better offensive line with a dedicated coach who's done it before, and Max Want and his That Mac and Roll like petulance and desire to be great and not accept failure like he did last year is all going to work in favor. That will all be a tide that goes forward. Everyone's going to be rowing in the same direction for Mac this season. But as far as having to like quick decide, like, is he a forty million dollar quarterback? Just let the kid get his legs back under him again and start and just show us why the Patriots invested the 15th overall pick in him two years ago.
0: And there's there's two options. I mean, I guess if you just want to play radio and pretend it's a year from now or two years from now, you can do that. That's fine. But if you literally want to talk about it today and you want to mm-hmm. pret- pretend today is the deadline, then isn't the answer for everyone no? How could anyone say yes today to a $40 million a year contract?
1: I would have. it's funny thing is, Andy, I would have said yes after his rookie season. Absolutely. And then after what happened to him in his sophomore season, I would have said no right so it's yeah it's a yes no <laughs> no yeah no yes no,
0: yes, no. the bill belichick press conference answer yeah exactly to figure out what he just said i just and and then so i said we were gonna rip it okay i I hate the timing i don't see the need for this discussion uh-huh. uh, be better as the people i hate say in terms of filling out your content be better and yeah uh-huh. we're using it right now so hell I can be worse. So I am going to now embrace the idea of talking about his actual contract. Well, first of all, the cost of doing business by the time you sign Mac is likely to be $40 million. It's just like I just did a quick 250 million times 16% is $40 Mm -hmm. million. So $40 Mm -hmm. million is 16% of your cap is sort of the going rate potentially for a quarterback. We're going to see. Joe Burrow, I've seen um, some mock contracts out there where he averages about $50 million a year on $410 mm-hmm. million. And I know Joe Burrow-Mac, despite what people tried to convince me last year, are nowhere near the same thing. But nope. the reality is this is becoming – the NFL is becoming the NBA in quarterback contracts in that it doesn't matter how close you are to the elite quarterback. If you're due for a contract and the mm-hmm. team wants to keep you, they have to sign you to a massive contract. It's just kind of the way business is now being done in the NFL.
1: It's the Bradley Bealification of yep. the quarterback position. Like, could the Washington Wizards have afforded to let him go because he was like the only serviceable star in the name there? No. Did Bradley Beal realize that because he had achieved All Pro, he could get a supermax deal and go five for two fifty? Yep, that was the cost of business getting done on both sides and you can't hold him accountable for anything other than well just his his play on the court and the same holds true in the NFL now is it you know it, i call it the flacco principle where somebody bets on themselves they hold out they win the bet next thing you know they end up signing for a ton of money that's what makes winning while you have the quarterback on the rookie window on the 5 year deal with a first round signal caller so important and that's what's so Friggin' frustrating about what happened last season as I try to get over it as well. I thought I had moved on from it, but then we get into a conversation like this, and now I get dragged back back into the land of the rich Keeps, who are just like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to next season. I'm still not over last season. And it's something like that, like you wasted the second season of a quarterback who could be the one who leads you back to a deep playoff run, who maybe will give you a kick at the Super Bowl can. So that puts a lot of pressure on this team to get their act in gear and their asses going in the right direction this year, Andy.
0: Yeah, I think it has almost nothing to do with money. I think this is really a discussion of, is Mac your quarterback or is Mac not your quarterback? If he's your quarterback, yeah. you're going to hand him a $200 million contract. If he's not your quarterback, then you need to go find a quarterback. You need to go draft another one, whatever, after this season. I I think the the economics of it are borderline irrelevant. It's mm-hmm. it's it's all about, and so, you know, the, the Andy Greshes of the world, who are still big Mac believers, they'll be handing him a contract theoretically. And the Chris Shimes of the world wouldn't come close to handing him a contract because they don't believe in him. So money is irrelevant at this point to me. It's all about, and we mentioned it last week, you just sort of touched on it a little bit. It isn't about getting back to 2021 for me. It's 21 plus what? It's how Uh much percentage better. And I know you got porked. Mac, you got porked mm. in 2022. Screwed,
1: blue, and tattooed.
0: But this is a this is a meritocracy. This is a bottom line business. You need to get back on track and somehow make up for that lost time with Bill O'Brien. You need to get back to level and then jump forward to right, start the right. process. Like, and and then you get into yes. the only the only place I would say money comes into it is if you are a real believer, Mac Jones believer. Whether you're Bill mm-hmm. Belichick or Robert Kraft, whoever. And you want to go to him early, say he has a just a good, not great year this year and want to go to him after this year and say, hey, we were baseball style. We want to buy years of arbitration. We want to do a deal Mm -hmm. now, maybe before the cap, because the cap's going to go up minimum of 10 million dollars each year. So the percentage of the cap you're giving the quarterback, his numbers going up, if you go to him early, roll the dice and say, you know what, three years in two of the three were good. We think you're a franchise quarterback. We'll give you this long term deal now to, to maybe save money over the course of the deal.
1: Yeah, you Pedroia that shit. You just go in there and you say, like, hey, you know, I you, you could maybe... That
0: example. It didn't work out. It was terrible. No, it was a terrible it, contract the day they signed it. The little yeah, guy I, who runs like this, getting
1: hurt. Okay, but the they but they still didn't let him get all the way to free agency where it would no, have cost didn't. them even more. And yeah, they probably should have in hindsight. But also, you, you realize, like, yeah, you're not going to give Danny Woodhead a 10-year deal. And that's basically what they did with Pedroia. And they right. on the back end, they paid for it. But the idea... Okay, Tatis out in... San Diego, they gave him way too long a deal and he's a little injury prone. It's like a 14 year deal, but it averaged out only at like 21, $22 million a season, as opposed to 22 million a season, as opposed to like, we're going to be paying this guy, $40 million a season later on. Like you could probably approach Mac this season. And maybe if he's comfortable and he and Belichick are seeing eye to eye and they, and they let Mac in on what the plan is for whoever that next head coach is. And we'll discuss next on Weei. No, then, won't. maybe Mac is willing to stick around. We're not here for that now. We just want to see mass improvement, and we don't need to worry about the contract because agreed, Andy, the financials are irrelevant. I do want to say, though, as I have been in moderation, wisely consuming at my discretion, little bits and pieces of Super Bowl fifty seven media, you know, a piece here from something on NFL Network, a little up and Adams, uh, a splash of good morning, It's football, whatever else, right? I've just been kind of piecemealing my content consumption, uh, and I have heard from the likes of Legarrette Blunt, Mike Lombardi, Rob Gronkowski, Greg Cosell of NFL Films. Uh, so you get a nice broad spectrum of, of former players, general managers, coaches, film analysts. They all agree, and this is the nice thing: there's a there's a unanimous coalition that if everything goes. Mac and Bill O'Brien's way this season, that Bill O'Brien will be able to not only get Mac back to where he was, but probably be able to help him take this next step that's both necessary to deem him a franchise quarterback and get the Patriots offense to where it needs to be. And I was very happy, and I'm very happy to hear that, like, my my Patriots itch has been scratched this week, if you will, even though the Patriots have nothing to do with Super Bowl 57.
0: And even though all those people are sort of Patriots honks to some degree or actually played for the team or worked for the yeah, team or friends okay. of Belichick or whatever. Um yeah, right. The, my favorite one in that whole group was Rob Gronkowski, who, first of all, Gronk started his career with Billy O'Brien, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of success. I think he Big does fan. actually yep. has a lot of um, respect for Billy O'Brien. He, first of all, Gronk was interesting when he said, like, he couldn't believe they changed the offense. He thinks the Patriots offense they had been using was one of the best offenses in the NFL. And why would you ever change that? So I'm with Gronk. Good call. Gronk. Mm -hmm. Make fun of Gronk, but he knows his football. This Um, is
1: a new segment called me with Gronk.
0: Yes. Uh, And then he went into Mac and he talked about Mac and, you know, in this offense with Billy O he thinks there can be huge improvements. But then he said, if not, then the ceiling is closed, was the way <laughs> he said it, which that's no, just, Gronk, classic it's, Gronk you know, right yeah, you close windows, Gronk. You don't close. OK, you know what? Awesome. Yes. Good job by you. you get, Maybe he Gronk. was in the uh, Because You're Happy song, like a like a room without a roof or whatever. And he was like, wow, we had a room without a roof, but then we closed the ceiling. So or didn't that is Jordan the only also
1: time say Pharrell Williams and Rob Gronkowski will be mentioned in the same sentence unless they're both in a Minions movie.
0: And, and didn't wasn't uh, when Jordan was at Chapel Hill, said something about the 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 roof is the ceiling or something or the sky is the ceiling. Sure. He had a he screwed up a quote at, at Flores Lava,
1: something like that.
0: No, a North Carolina basketball game. He had a uh, is that a malpropism or whatever the hell they call it?
1: Malaprop a malaprop, malaprop.
0: Yeah. Fucking, excuse me. Whoa. Hey. Oh, hey. ooh, what kind of pot? Hey. Hey. What about the kids? What kids? (laughs) any kids listen to this podcast? Uh, You you just said we're 40-somethings. Why would kids (laughs) listen to this podcast?
1: Because they love knowing the latest and greatest takes on Pats Nation and what's going on with their favorite football team. The kids are listening. The 40-somethings are listening. Seniors, boomers, diehards, hardos, the Foxborough faithful, everyone. And we appreciate every last one of you who tune in and make six rings and football things a regular part of your weekly Patriots consumption. Tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, and of course, give us a follow at Six Rings Pod, at Fitzy GFY, and at Jumbo Hot. It's only a
0: kick. Pressure. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. <laughs> it's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: All right, we can only do so much about Mac Jones and the Super Bowl and all the other things that will be mostly irrelevant by the time this podcast is downloaded and consumed and the big game is played. It's time to look long and deep into the true 2023 offseason, and that's why now Six Rings and Football Things proudly presents, ready for this production? (laughs) Our official positional offseason breakdown previews. Nice. and we begin? Thank you very much. <laughs> Put a lot of time and effort into that one. So we begin, Andy, with a position that I'll just go ahead right now and say I don't think the Patriots are going to have to or need to spend too much time looking into, and we will share our – we're calling it our interest ratings or our in, our interest ratings, if you will, uh, position by position. We'll begin with one I don't think the Pats need to spend too much time on, and that would be running backs. Uh, the New England Patriots will go into the 2023 season – with three running backs under contract second year of Kevin Harris and second year of Pierre strong jr. And of course the third season of feature back and dare we say offensive fulcrum Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris is a free agent. We'll see if the new England Patriots choose to bring him back. Sadly, Ty Montgomery uh, promising as he was last year in the preseason and in the first game of the year in Miami uh, as a sort of offensive weapon, third down back alternative, got injured multiple times and was out for the season. I don't know if the Patriots will bring him back on a flyer or if he has any Foxborough future. Uh, So, Andy, I've already kind of staked my claim and showed my cards to the audience. I don't think this is a position the Patriots should spend too much time uh, looking into free agents and drafting prospects, though I do believe the need to establish a legitimate third down back is a priority for the offense uh, and whatever Billy O'Brien puts together going forward. What say you football guy?
0: Okay. So obviously Ramondre Stevenson had a breakout year. You you look Mm -hmm. at a guy that led your team in rushing, led your team in receptions um, was a top 10. I don't know where exactly where he finished, but yards from scrimmage guy at the end of the Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. was a playmaker. Despite what may have befallen him a couple games late in the year, he is a star popular player for this offense the centerpiece of the offense stud stud and everybody loves him work ethic all those things heading into year three so you don't even have to plan for oh what are you going to do after the year how you know how long is he going to be around you have him under contract for two more years that's the reality of Ramondre stevenson but what you brought up to me is the key part what is his role do you believe Mm -hmm. he can be a dual threat, you know, sort of thunder and lightning, all in his own kind of running back in the backfield centerpiece. You know, I've compared Le'Veon Bell. We know what Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, some of these guys are. Is he that? If he is that, how do you utilize your young backs, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, with two very different skill sets? Kevin Saquon, Harris.
1: Is- I like that. No, nope. a lot a lot of people are comparing Ramondre to Saquon. Hmm. That's a very, oh, I Saquon know you, is what I call him. Um, well, you've said Le'Veon Bell before. We, and then like I transitioned
0: this. to Saquon cause it's more hmm. sexy. I think people are already hmm. forgetting who Le'Veon Bell was. So I have to update my comps to, uh, people oh, man. that are,
1: does, co- does mentioning Le'Veon Bell make us sound old?
0: I feel like it does. Cause like some Damn. kids are like, Hey, is that the guy that had the boxing match that, is that Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. And he was a great running back before he sort of torpedoed his own career by holding out and, and going to the jets and all that. Um, Bingo. But Kevin Harris, we saw a little cameo from, I think he had like 60 total snaps, few carries, massive quads, power back, guy who was very good in the SEC a couple years ago before injuries became an issue. I think it's interesting that you have him as the Thunder, and then you have Pierre Strong, fastest running back at the Combine. We saw his speed last year with one long run, um, 10 yards Mm -hmm. a carry, I think he averaged thanks to that run. You have him in your... Maybe pass catcher because I'm not I'm still not sold on his hands.
1: You spent so much time last offseason before. I just want everyone to know before Andy Hart made a full pivot and wisely so toward holy smokes. This offense sucks. <laughs> Andy Hart was banging the drum of uh, you should see the size of Sam Roberts legs. Like the trunk on <laughs> Sam Roberts is something like my like you can't stop staring at. Uh, it's like it was as if it was like Michelangelo's the David, like, oh,
0: my God, this ma- Don't is make a- it sound weird or anything. All right. All
1: right. Well, he's a bit. And then you turn to, yeah, I, this Pierre Strong kid. I know he was the fastest running back at the combine, but um, I had no idea he went to the NFL shop and bought Daniel Graham's
0: hands. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. So but I give him. When you come from a lower level of football, and I know those schools, those North Dakotas, South Dakotas, they're pumping out NFL, they're still not SEC. They're still not NFL programs. I it's think athletic
1: this- talent, Andy. It's not it's really not like they have football skills and they're more athletic talent. They're not football players,
0: correct. yet. correct. So I'll be interesting to see because Ramondre Stevenson, the guy right in front of him, the guy he's seeing in every meeting and every drill, made huge strides from year one to year two with his work ethic, the passing game, being more efficient, catching the ball, but also pass protection. If he just does that, watches that, follows that path that's in front of him, Ramondre Stevenson, I'll be interested to see where Pierre Strong goes in that role. But to me, it's the personnel groupings. When is Stevenson in? When does he tap out? When do they bring in Harris? When do they bring in Strong? How do they rotate those three guys through, assuming, all three are healthy and earn, earn the job. I'm not just giving reps to those two young guys because they're in their second year. They got to earn it. So that makes me then talk about Ty Montgomery is still under contract. He's going, he is under contract. Okay. He is under contract. He's excellent. He has $150,000 dead cap hit. You don't save money by getting rid of him um, early by any means. So I think his cap hits 1.5 million, not a ton. Just wait and see what happens, see who gets hurt, see if he's healthy, see if he can help. I don't know why you'd get rid of him early. Um, so it, and you don't have a Jake- lot of
1: like, uh, sorry for jumping in there, pal, but uh, you don't have a lot of like, uh, miles on the tires from last season because he did get hurt in the Miami game, and oh, yeah. that was basically it was the ankle and the shoulder, so it yeah, was no, a little he, bit he's, was north and he's, south, he was banged up.
0: He there's no reason to get rid of him, see what he is. J.J. Uh, Taylor is back on a futures contract. My uh, guess is that uh, story's kind of run its course. I'm
1: good. Really? I, I, I honestly, uh, I think Ty Montgomery can contribute. I'm not a J.J. Taylor hater. I just like, I've oh, se- like I've seen, I've gone to see this, sh- like several people have told me tune in to J.J. Taylor and I've given it a couple episodes now. And while other people may want to binge it or hope that it'll get renewed for another season, I'm kind of out on. JJ Taylor on whatever your Patriots streaming service is. Montgomery, uh, base salary of almost 1.4, roster bonus 340, workout bonus 50. Yeah, I mean, like, he's not going to count that much. This is a guy who could legitimately come in and uh uh a play caller like Bill O'Brien could look at him and go, like, I'll find a use for you, guy. Like you've like you've scored a lot of touchdowns at the NFL level. Like you under you, you stood out last season. You were like one of the bright spots. In the early dumpster fire of the Patriots' offense, like, come on in, let's give you a kick.
0: Plus, if you lose Jacoby Myers to free agency, I think I think you would then put Montgomery sort of in that versatile mix of is he also a slot receiver? Can you use him out there? Does he have dual? Does he mm-hmm. fill a last roster spot at both positions, for example? And kind of, you know, we had little little Jordan Humphrey last year. Is he a receiver? Uh, is he a tight a end? Little
1: Jordan days. Don't we pine for? Don't we pine for those? Not really. No. Nope. nope not really. <laughs> uh, so what Montgomery.
0: But the one thing we haven't talked about, are we just presuming, assuming that Damian Harris is long gone, hard to find, going to get money somewhere? He didn't have a great year, was banged up, um, yep. not the way he probably wanted to go into free agency by any means. But are we just assuming he's gone and they're not going to bring him back on any level?
1: Yeah, because he does love Mac Jones. He loves keeping the Bamba boys together. Does he take a one year deal for like one and a half million to try to go get that contract elsewhere? Or does somebody like Josh? Yeah, see, I don't think that's going to happen either. Does somebody like Josh McDaniels swoop in and say, I don't think I can afford Josh Jacobs. However, I can use you uh, with a, a another scab. Like, they got a lot out of Kenyon Drake last year in Vegas. Uh, I wonder if maybe they don't overpay Josh Jacobs and maybe he brings in a Damian Harris and does a little running back by committee routine. little uh three for nine, three for ten type of deal. Uh, it's a tax free state. Damian Harris gets to work with someone else that he's familiar with. I could see that making a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I could too. Um, I, My gut just tells me he's gone. Maybe it's just a change of scenery. Maybe it's a new opportunity. He sees the writing on the wall with Stevenson mm-hmm. and the young guys and kind of he's the weird world in between. They um, drafted someone with his freaking
1: last name and his body makeup. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, Xander should have known when they, it, he was told to recruit Trevor story and they bring in someone who plays shortstop and oh yeah, he's the second baseman this year. Uh, wait, uh, uh, the Harris Jersey. Who's this guy? He looks a lot like me and he has the same last name and he's the same size. <laughs> he runs the same way. It's uh, that's exactly what's going to happen as much as I enjoy Damian Harris's running style. Cause I think he's an excellent power back. Uh, it's been fun. Excellent. Solid.
0: Can, okay. I, can we do solid? Okay. Absolutely uh, solid. Excellent. Right. I would have pushed back on. Okay. All right. So we'll uh, go, I would we'll also go throw solid. a name. The, uh, the Los Angeles Rams are a team that I would just because the Kaylee connection and they oh. just, a, just another name. They, they've they mm-hmm. always been sort of um, circling through the running backs in recent years. They ha- hasn't been a very stable position for them. Right,
1: Sony Michelle. And I mean, you could you could see a little Cam Akers. Damien Harris combo, Damien Harris being Cam Akers insurance because one week he's a stud and he lights up fantasy. The next week he's a DNP and got three carries and two fumbles. So
0: I could see that happening as well. So what is, you, you started with it, we never gave it. What is your interest rating, not interest rate, because I know people don't want to talk interest rates these oh, days and various no. things. Uh, what is your interest rating number from one to 10 on the running back position in New England in 2023? Uh,
1: between free agency, the NFL draft and beyond, I am going to give that a big fat three. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. I, I'm just, I, there are so many other positions. I think the Patriots need to prioritize that. They need to spend draft capital that they need to spend free agency money on, and they need to
0: prioritize. You said that already. I, yeah. <laughs> I, um, see you fixated on, and that's why I wanted to dub this the interest rating Mm -hmm. you fixated on the acquisition of talent aspect of a positional Mm -hmm. overview i Mm -hmm. prefer to be optimistic and focus on the internal talent aspect Ah, of this position what a nice pov 6.75 because i believe that you are going to see Ramondre stevenson continue to evolve and close the gap on whatever seemingly incredible comparison. If you want to say Saquon Barkley, if you want, Mm -hmm. whoever you want to say, I think he's going to continue to close that gap. And I am very intrigued by the young running backs. I think this group that is the top three, Mm -hmm. the three we talked Mm -hmm. about that are returning. I think they are going to be um, a fun and dynamic. Yeah, I I think they're going to make a lot of plays. And I think Billy O'Brien is going to utilize them at a high level. I know everybody's like, oh, Bill O'Brien's back. That must mean we're going to focus on the tight end tight ends.
1: How many times do we need to say
0: that on the radio or this podcast? It's not going to be a return to the Boston tea party. Nope. It's going to be the Boston RB party because these guys are going to be the heart of the offense. And you're going to love them. Max going to love them. And unless this team trades for T Higgins. We may be talking about right now the most important right, non-quarterback position. Drink. On the- Andy mentioned T.
1: Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, ta- everyone take a sip. Andy mentioned T. Higgins. We're doing that, by the way, from now on. You, uh, Everyone has to take a swig every time Andy mentions T.
0: Higgins on the Would you cast. not trade? Hey, listen. Everybody wanted to give me a hard time about my column yesterday. Oh, you, you told me you're going to trade 14 for T. Higgins? No, but would you trade 14 for T. Higgins and 28? Swap first-round picks, take T. Higgins and Give him a hundred million dollars.
1: Zero chance the Bengals are going to give the Patriots back the first round pick as well. Well, right. I think now why right. they get the 14th pick in the draft, they move up 14 spots so they can take an mm. uh, a tackle or something. That's great. Patriots would have and to save look save the life team. of their quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. like pineapple. And not have to pay T. Higgins, but now you've made your offense a little less dynamic as well. Maybe they think there's a receiver they can find in the second, third, fourth round that'll be cheaper
0: that they can bring in, or maybe they take a receiver at 14 if you want. The kid out Whoa. of TCU That's
1: uh, the oh. Johnston kid, big, yeah. tall, playmaking I'm kid. I'm out on that. And as far as I, I just don't see, I 14th overall for T Higgins is too much um, T Higgins and their second round pick back. I would accept because in the Pats would have two second rounders and they might be able to draft a They'll tackle and a, a tight end
0: rounders, except
1: it. <laughs> it's very hit or miss on the t- second round. And just for everyone listening, as far as running backs that are available in the draft uh there's a number of talented guys for, uh, looks like Texas is an a running back factory as far as yes, they got a couple they got a, including Bijan Robinson who's expected to be the first running back taken off the board uh I love great the running back class it's it's no, it's a, really not I like the Gibbs class. kid out of Alabama but we're not going to be able to just you know uh, you don't need cre- to you got create the to create the next TJ end? Yeldon we've got enough guys uh what I on. yeah what I love what I love Tank Bigsby just because his name is Tank Bigsby sure I would it's not Sounds happening. Fake. They're not going to I don't sp-
0: think that's a real person.
1: <laughs> that's the name Andy. And by the way, if you ever want to know if Andy Hart has checked into your hotel, just ask, uh, "Excuse me, is there a Tank Bigsby staying at this yep. <laughs> Ramada?" Oh, okay. Excellent. Uh thanks very much. Uh send a case of Miller lights up to his room. Ramada? Put it on the Underhills. Staying at a Ramada? <laughs>
0: No offense to Ramondre if they want to sponsor us.
1: Do we have a? I was going to say, do we have an official hotel sponsor? We are open for business, and there you go. There's your first off-seasonal positional preview. We are talking about the running backs. I give it around to three. I think the Patriots are reasonably set. I do see Ramondre Stevenson damn near exploding, exploding onto the scene, or exploding beyond expectations this year. The integration of Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong will be interesting, and I appreciate the fact that, Andy, we came at it from two sides. I looked at it in terms of signing people and drafting people. You looked at it from the Andy Hart perspective uh, on the internal prospects, and that's why we are who we are and bring you these unique perspectives on six rings and football things. Coming up next week on our off-seasonal positional breakdowns, we will preview which position, Andy Hart? Wide receiver. Yeah that's what i'm talking T-giggins about Higgins talk. <laughs> all right i'm just gonna tell i'm just gonna give you a uh, teaser right now i am i'm at uh, full mast 10 on that one oh,
0: is that too geez. much all I'm right moving it. on mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. Lastly, the final leg of this dynamite electric spectacular six rings and football things. That's right. Bum, 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 bum. It's time for the Big Game 57. As we are contractually prohibited from talking about it as a bowl that is full of super things. I think we can say Super Bowl here. We just can't do it. We can't can't sell it. Yeah, we we can't sell it. We can't, you know, not in advertisements, if you will. It's Super Bowl 57 from uh, Glendale, Arizona State Farm Stadium. The Kansas City Chefs and the Philadelphia Eagles are set to kick off Sunday at 630 The Eagles, Andy, are a a point-and-a-half favorite. Uh, The over-under is 50.5. There are 2,000 prop bets on the board, and I think most wagering, uh, most rooting, and even the casuals, all of fankind agree. This right here has the potential to be one hell of a football game, and I kind of can't wait. I have zero rooting interest. I love that Christian McCaffrey said on NFL Network yesterday, I hope both teams lose. I love sour grapes. Oh, but I love the salty tears. It's just wonderful. Uh, someone's got to win. There will be a new champion. And I know which way I'm leaning, but I want to hear uh, how you see this game shaken out first.
0: Well, I'm always, um, Super Bowls are weird. I'm always dubious. I do think it has the potential to be a very good game, but we too. know the weird buildup, the long anthem and pregame. Sometimes Super Bowls aren't, aren't great early. Sometimes they get off to kind of a rough start. And I wonder, especially from an Eagles perspective, they're the newbies here—new coach, new quarterback, kind of setup. Franchise-wise,
1: they were in the game five years ago. But like we said,
0: this is—that's
1: what makes this so impressive for the Eagles. It's people. Oh, it's an entirely different organization. And I heard Chris Mad Dog Russo the other day on First Take from Arizona, almost have a conniption fit, a damn near a, damn near aneurysm over the ideas like, they don't understand! It's a completely different animal! The Super Bowl is so different! And didn't Brady and Belichick harp on that for years? Like, guys, you have to have different legs and a different mind about this game.
0: Right. And, and we've seen Super Bowls. Um, I believe the Carolina Super Bowl was a first quarter, third quarter sucked, second quarter, fourth quarter awesome kind of game. Shootout, explosion. And... You know, I can't the... believe
1: you brought that up. That's the Super Bowl I think this one's most going to resemble.
0: Well, and I'm fine with that because that was a, a very good game between Jake DeLome and, and Tom Brady and everything. Awesome game. Fun. Awesome um, Super Bowl. So I, I do think watch out for the slow start, and the Chiefs are notoriously slow starters for the bulk of the Mahomes era. Like, they're always chasing points and then winning in the end. So start maybe slow. Um, I think Mahomes is going to put on a show. I, re- I think this is going to be Mahomes coming out party as a super bowl guy um the coronation as you're alluding to like he's king patrick and i keep saying this and it's overly simplistic and it's stupid and i understand that when i say it but the best coach is in kansas city the best player slash quarterback is in kansas city i think it's dumb to bet against the best coach in the biggest game and the best player in the biggest game and i think the chiefs are a good all-around team i'm intrigued mostly by the pass rush of both teams, because I think ah, both teams, the, the Eagles you led on the that. NFL in pass rush. The Chiefs have, I think, the best, maybe the best athlete in the game in, in Chris Jones. Just an absolute man.
1: Matt, so- like, dare I say, Andy, that the Chiefs defense, I heard somebody refer to them as criminally underrated this postseason. Uh, they have, in fact, been pretty solid at all three levels, but their defensive line led by Chris Jones, who... Likely will not win defensive player of the year, but was nominated at the NFL Awards. Is a like no, you got to put some respect on that name. He is Absolutely. awesome. He Legitimately is awesome.
0: awesome. He's paid awesome. Like he's a high-paid yeah. player who does his job um, at a high level. And if he gets into the the mix, that's a bad day for Jalen Hurts. But if the Eagles consistently get pressure, and we've seen the way to beat Mahomes in a Super Bowl was pressure. Their offensive line fell apart. He made great throws. It didn't lead to any plays. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I think the Chiefs, I'm going to say it's probably going to be an over-type game. I do think some points are going to be scored. But I think the Chiefs probably um, win this game by 7 to 14 points, somewhere in there. I think they are the better team. Now, Jalen Hurts can take a big step here. He took a huge step this season, regular (laughs) season-wise, with his record, MVP candidate, all of that. If he really wants to take that next step to superstardom, this is the Sunday for him to do it and stamp his name in the elite QB conversation. But my money, my expectation, and my rooting interest, I know Patriots fans hate that, I'm rooting for mm-hmm. Andy Reid. I am i don't know how you can watch Andy Reid this week talk about cheeseburgers and wrappers and, and coffee and... You know, I got a lot of energy for a chubby little guy. Like, I don't know how you can watch him and not like Andy Reid. I like Andy yeah. Reid
1: a lot. And, and don't judge him because there's been some issues with the family and whatever else no. offseason. He seems like a rock-solid guy. I'm not a coffee drinker. I just get up and go. I mean, who among us wouldn't love to just be able to not have to rely on whatever it is that's powering us through this uh, early morning podcast? The, fa- the fact that he is, like, chubby and lovable and comes into the locker room and does his dances and has, like, a sneaky amount of wit and personality, and also just as a fan of the game. I know sometimes we get so wrapped up in everything and how it relates to the Patriots, and you can't be interested in or root for someone else because you're a diehard and you're Foxborough first. Yes, that's what I care about the most. Like I Legitimately, outside of my home and my family, I think I might love the New England Patriots more than anything else that doesn't share my bloodline and lineage. That said, I also have been watching this game and this sport my entire life. And every now and again, it's fun to just appreciate accomplishment, greatness, and entertainment. Your first and foremost principle, Andy Hart, when it comes to sports, be entertaining. Andy Reid, entertaining Patrick Mahomes' his offense and his unique style of play, very entertaining. And I would dare say that the people who tell me if I'm if I'm overstepping boundaries here when I say this the people that need this game, that need this victory more would be Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes more than Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts because I think Nick Sirianni has massively impressed, as has Howie Roseman, in in rebuilding this team. In being here two years, Sirianni's gotten to the playoff two years in a row, now got them with his scheme and the wide receivers and the talent they've assembled and the way they've coached up Jalen Hurts to the biggest game in a dynamite season. Jalen Hurts has now impressed us to a point where This kid may be the future under center with the Eagles. Awesome at running the RPO. Andy Reid to vault into the greatest coaches of all time conversation. Needs the Super Bowl win. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need, we know he's great, but if he can win this game, he immediately is in the I'm already in the Hall of Fame. Now I'm coming for your top five quarterbacks all-time conversation. And by the way, I'm in my late 20s.
0: Yeah, this game is is borderline irrelevant to the Eagles in some sense because they're I'll on the it. upward trajectory. Um, now, a lot of people think they're on the upward tra- trajectory in the NFL and then run into a brick wall. Like it doesn't, you can't just assume you're there the next year. You're in the hunt the year after. But for for Reed and and Mahomes, the second mm-hmm. ring is everything. The second mm-hmm. ring takes you to a new level, and it eliminates the yeah butt bowl. Yeah, you guys went to five straight. AFC title games you went to three Super Bowls in four years yeah but you only won one of them how good really blah 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 it eliminates all of that and you know I believe it firmly stamps Andy Reid as the second best coach of this generation doing it with multiple teams multiple rings like so many his resume gets buffed up more than even Mahomes I think I think this is the biggest game for Andy Reid to it'll be Belichick Reid then the Peyton Carroll Tomlin, whoever else of this generation of coaches. Mm-hmm. So, and and we just talked about it. that's part of why I'm rooting for Reed because he dealt with a lot of mocking for a long time for time management and, you know, them, he and McNabb throwing up on themselves in that yeah. Super Bowl. And like and those, quite, one and,
1: metaphorically and one literally, like Donovan yeah. McNabb throwing up is actually a blithe more on the record of Andy Reed than it is Donovan McNabb, which is stupefying to me because. Look at how many times Andy Reid has led two different franchises to the promised land and arguably is the greatest offensive play caller of this century.
0: Obviously, and, yeah. And, and yet, yet he doesn't does. get the he respect he too. deserves. He has fun. Yeah. He, like, he enjoys football. He has fun with football. And I know some of you frauds. Uh, I waited to the last Oh, segment, here, yeah. I oh, waited to, uh, damn near the end of the podcast. Here we yep. go. I know you frauds have uh, bristled at <laughs> indoor, or here pushed week. Well, you did. um, You know the the ring around the rosy and some of the things that the Chiefs have done. You know it was okay when Belichick was doing drop kicks and things of that nature. He wasn't making a mockery of the game, but Andy Reid and company were making a mockery. Oh, I, of the, game. the
1: ring around the rosy play. I thought that was effing genius. No, I yeah, defended Belichick on not the. Your,
0: not all your peeps did. No, I,
1: of course not. Uh, if, and I remember some of the quote tweets were like, "If the Patriots did this, it'd be like a, f- a million dollar fine and a first round draft pick." If I say that, it's it's in jest because of what happened during the highly controversial double dynastic run. I think it's I think it's borderline ingenious. Is it a little? <laughs> it's also the Raiders. You can mock; they had no defense last year. It was fun to watch. Again, I just want to be entertained. Are you not entertained? And I am when I watch the Chiefs, so long as they're not playing the Patriots. And yes, Andy, I was rooting for the Bengals to win because I love watching Joe Burrow play. The Chiefs beat the Bengals. The Bengals met them at midfield and said, go win it all. You deserve it. So that's where I will throw my hat as well. Uh, Give me the Kansas City Chefs 34, the Philadelphia Eagles 30.
0: A little closer than I'd expect. I, I I'm in that range. I think I would probably. I was say, pretty close
1: last year. I said twenty. I said twenty six twenty three Rams, and it turned out twenty three twenty. So
0: my prediction last year was pretty good too. Yeah, I'm gonna say thirty to thirty to twenty four. All probably. Right, you got me over. All right, good. Okay. Um, on money
1: money line and over is my
0: big bet. But it's. And there's a lot of fun matchup stars like I did this with Keith the other night as part of the uh proper palooza whatever we're calling mm-hmm. it on the Rich Keith show where we're the doing bets oh yeah 20. 20 props over the course of this entire week and i wonder i think both coaches probably have something up their sleeve like i don't rule out and a nod to the Philly special um or something from that era and, uh, certainly and Kansas
1: City is going to run it and it's going to be Travis Kelsey throwing a touchdown. If there's a prop where I can bet Travis Kelsey throwing a touchdown or Noah Gray or who's the other tight end, um, one of their tight ends might throw a touchdown.
0: Uh, I wouldn't I rule that it. out. You know, I said the ultimate uh, fun that I would like to see, and I don't even know how you scheme it up or make it happen, is uh, both Kelsey brothers score touchdowns in this game. So not happening. Not Jason happening. gets one for the Eagles. Um, Mama Kelsey would be all shaking her cookies or Tupperware full of cookies would go everywhere. She'd be. You, know, you can
1: bet that you can bet that there is. A, it's like 50 to one. I'm surprised the odds are even that low. 50 it's to only one.
0: 50 it's, to one. What's the. Yeah. I mean, I'm predicting the, the most miraculous thing in the history of football. <laughs> a center to go <laughs> split wide. And right. the First second he doesn't snap the friggin' ball, ball, you know what he's doing. It's the first time ever brothers have met in the Super Bowl. You don't wait, and-
1: Andy. Is this also the first matchup between two African American quarterbacks?
0: Um, let me check. Uh, I'll check Twitter. They would probably note if something like that were happening. I
1: feel like I heard Nick Sirianni was also involved in the Chiefs organization, and Andy Reid uh, had somehow was involved with the Eagles at some point.
0: Yeah. It- That was a Mm storyline. I did see something about that. They didn't make much of it. You know, they didn't make Mm -hmm. a big deal of it. They just Mm -hmm. kind of moved along. Mm -hmm. Um, Missed opportunity. We've been there. It's Super Bowl week. You're covering it for a week plus. It starts like 10 days. Um, And it it is. I said this, though, to you. I think to you. It's so weird. When you're in the Super Bowl and you're there and you're like media night, eight o'clock, got to be there. It's the biggest thing in the world. And then when you're not in the Super Bowl, you're like,
1: what I kind of don't really care oh, what a dog and pony. Show. I don't, it's amazing. It's just so stupid. It feels it's gotten so big. Now at this point, you want all of that entertainment. You want all the pageantry and the nonsense when your team is there, even though by Friday, you're like, Oh, I don't know how I'm going to sleep. And Saturday just feels like it's a 250 hour day. And then Sunday, you just don't even know what to do with yourself. The rest of us that don't have a team, don't have a dog in the hunter and a, a uh, cock in the fight, if you will. Like at this point, we're all just you don't like, have a what, whatever. Yeah, it's like you know, I'm like like a cockfight, like two roosters going after it. You don't want you don't want to go into a fight, cockless. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. it's one thing you don't want to do. Take it from your old pals, Fitzy and Hart. You don't want to go into. <laughs> all right, that's enough of that. Uh, point being, it lasts forever, uh, unless of course your teams aren't in it, in which case you're just like, yeah, I'll tune back in Sunday. And yeah. don't turn the pregame on too early because the profiles and the features that they have to fill time with on espn the nfl network on fox from like one o'clock to five o'clock are just insufferable and they're just on five o'clock on that's when you turn the tv on and you get rocking because you plug into the electricity and then it's the farewell to football i think it's going to be an awesome game if anyone's interested in all the prop bets we have going we're not going to cover them now two things one on our Super Bowl edition of Fitzy and Hart WEI Football Sunday from 10A to 2P, this coming Wait, Sunday on WEI, we'll have one final prop of Palooza, last-minute prop bets with you, me, and Chris Scheim in the 1 o'clock hour. You can also follow at Rich Keefe Show, where Friday night, all 20 of our top props, the top props from our week of broadcasting will be posted. Spoiler alert, the one I'm in on the most, too, I would say. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown and Devontae Smith wide receiver for the Eagles over 64 and a half yards. I think he's already straight out the tunnel. He's got 50 yards and we're halfway through the first quarter.
0: I like them. You don't you don't have uh Rihanna with Umbrella Ella Ella nope. Oh. I don't either. No, I went with uh Don't Stop the Music. I'm looking forward to that half time. I like Rihanna. I think she'll put on a good show. Big fan. I, I'm also really? big I'm fan. a big fan. Big fan of Chris Stapleton. Um not Ooh. sure. How good he is going to be with the anthem. I am. A well, little... I took the over. Oh, definitely the over. I'm just not sure I'm going to love it. He is a very unique country singer, unique voice, unique style. And I'm interested to see how his style translates to the national anthem.
1: I, I like when you t- take a bit of an alternative approach to the national anthem. As I mentioned on Keith's show this week, it was in the nine o'clock hour. I'm not sure if a lot of people were into alternative national anthem, Super Bowl talk, the anthem from Super Bowl 55 with Eric Church. And I forget the name of the lady who sang alongside him. Probably my favorite of the last 20 years. Awesome. Every, I go back and YouTube it if you get a chance. Type in Super Bowl 55 national anthem. Thank me later. All right. That'll do it, Andrew. We had another rock-solid Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, if you would like more of this, of course, you can rate, review, subscribe, and share. And don't forget to tune in. Get your big game Sunday, Super Bowl 57 Sunday. Started the right way with Fitzy and Hart on WEEI 10A to 2P. We'll have Mike Dussault from Patriots.com join us, Tommy Curran e. from NBC Sports Boston, and of course, top props and your final football bets of the season with Chris Scheim and just the general blather calls, nonsense, hot takes and arguments that we always bring to the table. Good job by you, Drew. Thank you, Justin Turpin for producing this mess. If anything went wrong, you can blame him. He's at jumbo heart. I'm at Fitzy GFY. And this has been at six rings pod brought to you by W E I, Odyssey and 2400 sports until the next time. And always forever more good day. God bless. Enjoy the Super Bowl and go Pats.